Hello and welcome to another special Masters episode of The Thing About Golf, episode 88 from our man John Huggan on the grounds at Augusta National. Earlier this week, we heard from 1998 champion Mark O'Meara, and if you didn't catch that, it's a really worthwhile listen. Recommend you go back and press play. But on this episode, we go back a bit further to one of the game's most interesting characters and one of the great Masters victories, Ian Woosnam in 1991. It's a long way from Wales to Augusta, and as you'll hear in this extensive chat, it's been a remarkable journey, both before and since that historic win. Okay, welcome to the latest edition of the Thing About Golf podcast. Um, I've got a very special guest sitting opposite me here, wearing a very special garment, as it turns out, um, green jacket. Here we are, we're at Augusta doing this one. Uh, Ian Woosnam, uh, the first question is always the same in these things. Uh, what was the thing about golf for you? Well, uh, golf for me was like when my, my parents started playing and I basically just loved it from the day I started playing about mm. playing it, you know. Stationary ball, little tiny hole, yeah. and it was about getting in there as many little shots as possible and uh, just loved it from that day. Yeah. I mean, you're, um, you're, you're famously... Um I'm going to have to say the word shorter than most that's, that's world class uh, players. That's quite pleasant. Really. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you were younger, I mean, there was, did that limit you in how many sports that you were able to play at a reasonable level? It should really. Be, it, Not really. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate. I was fetched up on a farm. I was very strong. Yeah. And it's you know yes, being shorter. Funny enough, like all my other brothers and sisters and parents are four inches taller than me and really? I just happened yeah. to be the runt of the family right yeah. you know my legs never grew long yeah. enough I always had trouble with my legs strange strangely enough and uh, I was you know called growing pains when I was young I don't yeah, know if yeah, that somewhere yeah. maybe didn't grow long enough yeah, yeah but you know it didn't stop me I loved playing soccer football mm. uh, all sorts of gymnastics I was always pretty good at it yeah and it got to the stage I was asked to play for Shropshire at football mm. and golf as well uh, for what Shropshire. position did you play at football? I was uh, midfield, right. left left half, something like that. Uh, were you left-footed, really? No. No. But I, that was one of these, I had to play left-footed. I had to make myself. Right. Okay. Learn to right. kick it left-footed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I was I was always stubborn then, yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, I was the only one who would do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I just enjoyed all sports. And But then golf just, I got to that stage which one are I going to do? Are I going to play soccer? Are I going to play football? Are I going to play golf? And I just and, said, that's it. And once golf gets inside you, it's, you know, that's it yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I was, you know, wasn't the best at it, but I, I always believed in if I could do one good round, uh, I could do another one. Yeah. Mm. And what age were you when it became apparent that there, there was some talent there? Oh, 14, 15. Yeah. You know, my partner was Sandy Lyle. I'm uh, going to ask you about Sandy. I mean, there's famous stories of it. I mean, Sandy was a prodigy. I mean, he was ridiculously good at that age, wasn't he? I mean, well, you know, we played around yesterday and, uh, you know, Sandy at 13, 12, 13, 14, 15, you could see he was going to be one of the best players in the world. So I had something to, yeah. to aim at. And, you know, I've said this many times, if it wasn't for Sandy, I don't think I'd be where I am. You think? I might have been, but yeah. uh, I knew what I had to play against and, mm. and where I needed to be. Yeah, and that yeah. was the big thing. And... Uh, you know, trouble being on the farm, and I didn't really get the time like Sandy did to play and practice. I'd only play like a Wednesday evening. We go up for nine holes after milking the cows, and then in the summer and then weekend on a Sunday we'd milk the cows, come play, and come back and milk the cows. It right. was it was yeah. hard work, and yeah. uh, and then you know, as I turned pro at eighteen, I travelled round in the van, 
parked it on the practice ground. That's where I learned my trade. Yeah. Did you? I, I'm inter- I've never heard you talk about milking the cows before. Did you do that manually? No, no, no. no we, we, <laughs> the thing is, I couldn't. I couldn't do it for a while because I couldn't reach to put the well, there you because go. Yeah. you know we couldn't put the whatever the milking machine into the thing where the milk went around into yeah, the yeah, tank. Yeah. So I have to have a box to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I first saw Sandy in 1975 at Brunsfield. I think yeah. you were there for the British Boys Champion. He was playing for England Boys against Scotland Boys. Yeah, when I first saw him. Right, that wasn't uh, where, what uh, Brunsfield. Brunsfield in Edinburgh. And uh, yeah, I know. I, I played in the match play. What was that? Yeah, I British mean, Boys match. Yeah, play. Brian Marshbank won it. He beat Sandy in the final. Well, he beat me week. in the quarterfinals. There you go. Right. I f- he finished with five birdies to beat me. If he hadn't beat me, I would have played Sandy most yeah, probably. Yeah, that would have been fun to watch. Yeah. But anyway, as I say, Sandy, I mean, he, he would be, what, 16, 17, whatever he was. And we were, yeah, 15, he, 16. I remember him hitting these one irons. It was like coming out a gun. <laughs> exactly, I mean, yeah. It was ridiculous how good he was. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to, you know, you know, with the old slashing driver, he had the big-headed one. He used to mm. ball, used to start low and rise, yeah, yeah. which the balls did in them days. And, you know, we all did it, but he was just better at, when he was younger mm. than anybody else, really. So where were you relative to him at that point? Well, uh, you say he was the target, but how far away from that target were you? I was quite away from where he was, really. But you know, I, I, I could, I can. Some days, you know, I could shoot the sixty-eight, sixty-sixes, yeah. and that's what I said a minute ago. It's what I believed in. If I could do it once, I could do it again. And I always said to myself, well, and my dad said to me, you know, you, you've got to treat this as an apprenticeship when you turn professional. Give yourself five years, and God, it was about five years where I started. Took me to what twenty two or something to a yeah. till I started making it. Yeah, well, that that's always intrigued me about mm. you, is that you know your swing was so good and so orthodox and so you know swish swish. Yeah. And why the hell did it take you so long? I mean, what was going on at that point? Was it a mental thing or short game or you know exactly? It couldn't, it couldn't have been your swing. It, it was a bit my swing. It was a bit of a lot of things to do yeah. to make it better. You know, I went to see, well, spent all the time with John Jacobs, and he just said, "Just keep playing." Mm. Just keep playing. Yeah. And he always used to say, uh, change your swing to what the ball does. If you learn how, to, how the ball moves, yeah. that's how, you you know, in the days, if it starts to the right and hooks, you know, you're yeah. coming in from the inside release. If, mm-hmm. if it starts left, low, you're coming over the top, chopping it. You know, it's all he was always that way. Let yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. Then, basically, I went to see Gavin Christie. Right. Now that was that one of the interesting encounters. It was <laughs> yes, I know that was. Uh, <laughs> He's he was a to, character, wasn't he? He was a character. We called him the Rhino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thick skinned and yeah, charged well, a lot. Yes, that's, <laughs> a, that's very good. Yeah, uh, he was a great guy, and a great yeah. character. But he, he, I went with DJ Russell, yeah. and we went up to Derby there, where he was somewhere, and he he showed me what the move coming into the ball, which was the back of the left ri- left wrist down and square, like almost like. So it felt to me like a cricket shot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was right. just releasing yeah, too yeah. early, getting the head too much in front, and I was too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. That started working, but also, it, as you say, attitude. You know, I was in Africa, and you know, Gordon Brown Senior, bless his soul. Like you know, I can remember he's leading the tournament, and, and we're on the range, and he's hitting it all over the place. Uh, yeah. And I thought, well, what are I worrying about? My man's not even moving. You yeah, know. Yeah. And I thought, well, I start to start accepting bad shots and get on with it, and, and I start ex- accepting bad shots, and I think that was a difference in mm-hmm. playing better. Was there ever a, a point where you thought, I'm not going to do this? Yeah. yeah. British, talk to me about that. British Open, the Open, uh, qualifying princess, 18th all. I've lead in the first day, 67. What year would that be? God knows, I don't know what a year. 81? Uh, Something like that. Rogers one? 
It might have been the year of Sandy one, in 85. 85. Yeah. Uh, would I have been in it? I must probably would have been in it. must have been like when Rogers been, You were on tour by then, yeah. And I come down the 18th hole, down the fence, down the left-hand side, teed it up, and hit it out of bounds about 50 yards in front of me. Picked the, well, I didn't even pick the ball up. I just picked my clubs up and walked straight to my dormobile and drove all the way home and said, I'm going to get a club job. Right. My dad... Uh, Persuaded me to, you know, give it a few weeks, think about it, and mm-hmm. then obviously a few weeks where I get back into it, and uh, that was it. Really, got back in and started started winning after that. That must have been a long drive back. Was it, it was a long way. Was and, there tears involved? Yeah, almost probably. Yeah, I was pretty angry. Yeah. Almost probably smashed a few things on yeah. the way as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I say, it's always intrigued me because I've been every, like everybody, I watch your swing and you think, wow. Mm. How could? Why did it take so long for this kid to make it? You know, yeah, on, it, even onto the tour. Yeah, know. it was just about you know. It was a bit, it was a little loose, my swing, and I needed to tighten it up. And yeah. just as I say, I needed a safe shot, mm. and I had that. I, I I began getting this safe shot was made like over the top, hit a low cut when I got under pressure. Yeah, and and that you know then it fitted into everything fitted in after that. Yeah, I mean you you've had a few adventures and, and you know. You've told me these stories before, and forgive me for asking for them again okay. because they're great. You know the the van breaking down and all this sort of stuff. I mean, run the people who haven't heard them, they'll enjoy these. Uh, I mean, we're playing in Nairn, mm. uh, Northern Open. Northern Open, yeah. And the next qualifying is in Milan, so we've got to drive from Milan, and I'm with a guy called Joe Higgins. Yeah. From Milan, from. Nairn to Milan. Yeah, Norton, for Nairn, who, people who don't know, it's right in the far north of Scotland. Yeah. Well, I remember pretty well driving for 10 hours when mm. I got to Glasgow. Or yeah. <laughs> and when I got to Glasgow, and I have to say to my friend, look, Joe, you'll have to drive. Mm. But when you get to, like, sort of where we used to live in Shropshire, mm. Shrewsbury, I said, well, you know, wake me up. He's never driven. And he said, oh, I've never driven before. I said, no, look. All you got to do is get in the front, put your foot on the accelerator, keep it at 50 miles per hour, yeah. and just wake me up yeah. when we get there. Of course, right. he wakes me up. It sounds in, like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, anyway, it's gone all right, but he's, he wakes me up when I was in Birmingham. So we're going past a, a good hour past where we're going. Yeah. So anyway, I had to go back and get, get some money or something, whatever I had anyway, from yeah. Hill Valley at the yeah. time. Yeah. And I drove, I drove for two, two days straight to Milan. Wow. And then we get to Milan, and this caravanette, the caravan... You sleeping in this thing as well. Yeah. 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 yeah and like Joe was just making bacon egg sandwiches when we're going and all yeah. sorts of baked beans and I was eating them and uh, get to Milan and he's and it just conks out. It was sort of like shudder along at 10 miles per hour and I thought, oh my God, the engine's gone. In Italy. And we got, up, yeah. we got up, qualify at a place called Monticello. So we get to this place called Monticello, wrong place. So now we've got to go other side of the city, right. doing this 10 miles, but eventually get there. Anyway, get there. We both qualify. So we go down to the garage and a bit of a long story. The guy says, can I help you? Sort of like yeah. working it all out. No, that's first of all, I've gone to get... So we're... Eventually we get... Yeah, eventually. Eventually, one of the... In the middle of the day, I thought it must be the petrol. So I've gone off with a petrol can. I come back. And I'm, again, I get the petrol. And this guy, because you know, you're okay. You've got a funnel right. in Italy, Italy and a yeah. petrol. And, yes, I haven't got one, no. He yeah. says, well, come to my house. Yeah. So I go to his house and he gets this funnel, and he says, "Where, where is your car?" He says, "I said it was about half a mile." Away. So, yeah. so he's got his push bike, 
So I'm on the, the, the on the steering on the on the handlebars, and he's right, yeah. and I've got the petrol can on this. <laughs> yeah. Or so, no, oh, the glamour of it all. Oh, great, right, yeah. yeah. Anyway, eventually get and we we go to this other garage, and, and all it was was a little tube would come up because you know a Volkswagen it goes off air, right. and this air this little tube would come off, right. put it back on. It was just like a Rolls Royce again. Yeah. So happy. Yeah, yeah. Finished 11th that week. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. And w- was there a moment where it clicked then? What? Where you thought you, you, your game, you know, you suddenly got over the hump. Oh, yeah. 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 When, when was that? In- it was sort of like uh, in Africa, 1982. Right. And I came, th- I, uh, came third in the Order of Merit and became third in the Order of Merit in Africa. It meant you didn't have to qualify for the European tour. Right. So the first tour was straight away, I think it was Sardinia or something like that. Right. I think Mark James won or uh, Bobby Clampett, one of them two. Right. And I think joint second or something. Right. Yeah. And straight away, I made the top 60 with that second place. Yeah. So I didn't have to qualify for the, the next year. Off, yeah. So I took the pressure off. I don't know, I had about five seconds and then I ended up winning the... Uh, uh, the European Open, whatever it was, at uh, Swiss Swiss yeah. Open, I won, yeah, 1982, yeah. But the week before it was quite interesting because we played the Benson Edges and I finished second to Greg Norman and, he, you know, he said some really nice stuff about me. Right. But as one of the, I'll tell you one of the stories with Greg, you know, oh, with being in Australia, yeah, this is yeah. quite interesting. So Pete Coleman's carrying for him. Right. And we've gone down the second hole, and we both hit drives, you know. There's one ball here, 30, 30 yards short of the other. So Pete Coleman puts his bag down. Greg shakes his head. He walks up all the way, right up to this ball, and he says, this is going to be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And he has to walk all the way back to his own ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this little guy's... <laughs> and Greg says, yeah. who the hell's this little ass yeah. person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, after we finished, he said, you know, this guy's going to win a lot of tournaments. And went out and won the next week after it. What was it like to have money in your pocket for the first time? Then? Oh, it was, it was good. Yeah. You know, it was obviously... It was nice having money, but I didn't really think too much of it. I was just thinking about, you know, winning golf tournaments. And if you win golf tournaments, the money comes with it. Yeah. At what point did you get married? I know you've been married a long uh, time, won, but... I won that tournament. She rung me up the next week. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be going out with her before that. Yeah, yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> so you'll be all right. Yeah. So she knew you before you were... You'd we done went it. to school again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you're one of the longest marriages, I, I would think. It, it... Some of them are on the third now. Oh, I know. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, let's not go there. But, um, uh, you were, you know, and then once you kind of established yourself, you were part of the kind of a golden age Absolutely. for European golf. I mean, there was that, you were that group of five that were, yeah. you know, and then Ollie and Monty came along afterwards. Yeah. I right. mean, what was it like in the midst of all that? I mean, what, they're diff- very different people as well. Five very different people. Absolutely. You, know? you think like, uh, yeah, that's one thing. We're all different. Yeah, yeah and, very different. Uh, I mean, you found at one end and you at the other, I think. Uh, well, exactly. You know, yeah. Everyone in the, in the middle. Yeah. But, you know, to be ranked with them guys, is you know, it's, it is unbelievable. But you think... <clears throat> I won 30-odd tournaments in Europe. If you take the world match play, I won that three times. Mm-hmm. So I have no doubt about it. Between the old five of us, how many tournaments? Every week, one of us was winning. One of them, then obviously, Laswell Carmen and Monte Carmen. You know, it was incredible how many tournaments we won between us. And yeah. But it was, it was, you know, that was a challenge. You had to, if you could beat these guys, you were beating the best players in the world anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, see what you think of this. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody about this recently, and I... I th- 
you know, especially the way the world of pro golf's gone at the moment. I, I always think that there might have been an was there an opportunity at that point where if you guys had got kind of gotten together and said right we're going to go some we're going to build something everywhere except America because you guys were the best in the world at the time and you could have carried it with you you'd have got the sponsors was there an opportunity there or did it even come up I mean maybe it didn't you're too busy I, winning tournaments but I, I, I know Greg Norman wanted to always do like a world tour yeah. but I, 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 no I I, th- I think as we got a bit older we could have established uh, the European Seniors Tour better than it was mm. if we'd all got yeah. together. But they all, you know, some of us went all different ways. Sandy didn't start, lost it a little bit. Yeah. Nick started doing his commentary. Bernard, he's just like, he's like a machine. Uh, one of the greatest players ever, Bernard Langer. Mm. And, you know, I did what I've done. I, you know, went off. Uh, you've got to have ambition to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, to come to the senior store in America, you go living in a suitcase for it's just becomes too much, and I, right, I yeah. couldn't get me enthusiasm. But you've it. never been a great fan of being over here for extended periods, have you? No, no. not really. Yeah. I can do a few weeks, and mm-hmm. you know, I want to get back to my family. Yeah, I remember. Um, I don't know whether you'd want to remember this or not, but I was at the the first American major I ever went to was the '87 yeah. PGA. <laughs> I remember you coming off the course. I've never seen a human being that wet who hadn't been in a swimming pool. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not so bad in the heat these days. I don't know why. I must have got used to it. But uh, 87, West Palm Beach. Yeah. And, <laughs> it was and it, it's a ridiculous time to play a PGA yeah. tournament anyway. And, and, yeah, and you've got the Bermuda grass. I just, you know, I hit some great shots. which would be 20 feet from the oil in the, in the rough, and I'd walk away with a double bogey yeah. or something. You were the I, best player in the world that year. I, as well. I, I couldn't play in it. Yeah. And I remember, I remember renting Layla, and I said, I'm going home, Renton. He said, no, just, just finish it out. That's right. so what I did, and then I went home. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I can remember. I can still picture in my yeah. mind's eye that hated you, it. you were unbelievable. You were soaked. Yeah. I know. I hated you know, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by that stage, of course, you were, you know, you were one of the, that elite group. Um, what was it like? Uh, the Ryder Cup must have been fantastic at that point because you guys turned it around from 83 yeah, I mean, it, when, you, when you could have, should have, would have won, and then obviously yeah. did win from then on. You know. Eighty-three, Nicholas again, yeah. same course. Yeah, almost, yeah. same course. Yeah. <laughs> back in September yeah, yeah, no, again. Yeah, it was a wee bit cooler then. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit cooler, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, very interesting. Yeah, it was. You know, we got close, very close, half mm. a point. And obviously, you, again, you think, yeah. "Wow, we're playing these guys," yeah. and we lost by half a shot in their back garden, one of the hardest courses. Then. You know, we're going to go back to the Belfry. I remember watching that on telly with my father, and um, there was nobody there. No. It was so different. Yeah. From- Very strange. That then, of course, let me go back to, you know, the Belfry, and they put on a show. Yeah. And then, you know, we won. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, 87, we're going to Jack Nicholas's course, Millfield Village. And again, as you just said, there wasn't merry Americans. All Americans who were coming out ex-British and hmm. you know, a lot of lot of the, the British based people went to Columbus, Ohio because yeah. of the mine yeah. and, and then they had to get these flags, Jack had to yeah, get these flags and yeah. get these people going and yeah, yeah. cheerleaders and yeah, everything yeah. but it was a great, you know, that was for me, 87 was the greatest match ever, I think. Aye. Well, you and Faldo again, the most un- unlikely coupling but my goodness, it worked well, didn't it? Yeah, I can remember Tony coming to me and said, oh, you're going to be all right playing with Nick Fowler. I, <laughs> well, I think, uh, but it was quite interesting pairing, really, because when I thought about it, I thought, this is a good move. 
because I can rely on Nick being do 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 he's make a few there. birdies there. It allowed me to just go free will, and I think most probably Nick thought the same thing a little bit. You know, yeah. I'll be steady, but he might, you know, he's going to come in birdies, and so we had a great partnership at first day. We, yeah, we played, and I think we we're playing foursomes or four balls somehow. Uh, and we're a few down to someone and mm. you know it's quite interesting when you're talking to him and then he said you know we just, we'll just be patient we'll get them you know what I mean yeah. which we were and then yeah. we managed winning on the first or, or, or the 17th or something like that on the 18th I think we won on the 18th that's right yeah, yeah. Well, what were the relationships like amongst that, that, that little group you know because you were trying to beat each other's brains in every week <laughs> but, you know. it was great we all yeah. like obviously in a, a as when there's a team room, you're all be together, yeah. and everybody was different. You know, I I was captain of the Ryder Cup, and I just said, "There's no superstars in this team. You're all superstars to yeah. me." Yeah. So let's. There's only one thing we want to do is win. Mm-hmm. So let's be a team. Yeah. Well, you're aware at the time. I mean, you probably you know, these things are weird, but the you were making history. Yeah. That, you know, in a way, we when were you look back on it, you know that. But at the time, how? You know. I think we're making history. You know, getting. Getting the Ryder Cup back into history, that's what it's meant to have been, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and uh, the challenges, and you can, we can see what it's moved on to now, uh, but uh, I think it was getting to stand where the European DP Tour is now, to be a force in golf, mm. and I think, you know, with our, with our generation helped to do that. What um, what were the highlights for you, as a, let's start with as a player? We'll get to your captaincy in a minute. Yeah, as a player, you know, I've always wanted to sort of like, first of all, my family. I wanted a lovely home for my family, my kids, you know, yeah. all that, and win lots of trophies. Wanted to be best player in the world. Were you driven by money? I think, yeah. Did it, yeah. Early on, you would think you'd have to. Be. I was. But I, you know, given how long I you struggled, to, I want to be a millionaire. And, Nothing wrong with that. And as I said earlier, if you if you just think of winning tournaments and it, it, that that happens. Takes and, care of itself. Of course, I, I won in Sun City. I won the million dollar. Right. That was exciting. Yes. Who were playing down the last two holes? Me and Nick Fowler. Right. You know, we're just me and him, and seventy first hole we're tied, and mm-hmm. uh, he said a drive straight down the middle as usually he did, yeah. and I gone with my one iron, and I'm sort of going in with a seven iron. I popped it straight in the hole. Right. Uh, yeah. To I take a two-shot yeah, lead going up the 18th hole, yeah. but up the 72nd yeah. hole with you know playing for a million, yeah, million take all. Get that though. Yeah. You hold it second yeah. shots, yeah. Yeah, so you know that was an experience that obviously set everything up from there on. And you know, 87 was an incredible year yeah. for me. I you know, I won eight times or something. So yeah, after that, then it, then it, I got a, oh, the next few years. I won a few tournaments, but then 91 came along. And, you know, that was you know was probably a massive year for me as well. Well, I mean, and it have to be the your career highlight. I would have thought. I mean, we're especially as we're here right now. You're sitting here with the jacket on. Um, yeah. Talk to me about 1991. What, yeah, you what, get. What's the first thing that comes to your head when you think about it? Ninety-one, uh, obviously the Masters. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm talking about winning the Masters. Well, yeah, yeah talking the win- Masters. Yeah, well, I won in a couple of weeks before we got here in New Orleans. Because you, know, you came here as what, number one, didn't you? That Monday morning, I came in number one, mm-hmm. and I just stood on the table. I hadn't won a ma- major. You know, it was on like, oh, you know, are I ever going to win one? It was, yeah. it was difficult. It, you know, it started, was it getting to that point? Yeah, it was going. I had yeah. to, you know. What will you be? 34, 33 I was. Right, yeah. And yeah, but I think the boost of being world number one, I thought, you know, I'm the best player. Here. Yeah, I'll show. Yeah. And that's what happened. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't put too well the first day. I shot seventy-two. 
and then I changed putter to a tad more and I just changed everything and I shot 66, 67 the next two days and, and I, you know, was on the Saturday I played with my heroes, Tom Watson Yeah. and I played with him again on the last day and uh, you know, I shot 72 but the Masters is always about the last nine holes yeah. and that's what they've tried to create again, the last nine holes lost it for a few years but it's back there again yeah. and uh, you know, it was brilliant and uh, you know, you, all you want to do at the Masters is you want to be there for the last nine holes and Stuck in there, and you know, as I think it all folded up, as you know, it all came down to the last hole. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough that other guys made a bogey, and I made a made a par. But mm -hmm. that's that's what the pressure is all about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was lucky enough to do it. Yeah, I mean, I've done one of these podcasts with uh, Marco Mira, and, and uh, he won here. Yeah. Obviously, and he had the putt to win on the last. Um, I asked him what he was thinking about over that putt. What I'll ask you the same question. What? Really interesting question because I I've got this sort of seven footer up the hill, and it couldn't be any better. It's just outside the right lip, and it, you know, if you you know you're there as a kid, you think you, you know I'm Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, or is and you think I'm here. I'm in this situation. What what made the pressure off me was a little bit. Yeah. If I missed it. I was going into a playoff, right, yeah. and I used that if I missed it to relax me a little bit. And right. you know, it's—I think it was my time because you could have been a left to rider, which is not great for. But it happened to be—you could see it going yeah. in straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as soon as you hit it, oh, you know, I'm following it. You know, I could see it was going in. Yeah, yeah. I usually when I get under pressure, I usually hit them too hard, but that went in perfect. Yeah, yeah. and then you had to fight off wobbly. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> He was everywhere. He, he crushed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that must have been huge validation for you. I mean, because as you say that you, you mentioned it significantly. I think that even when you went to world number one, ah, oh, but he's never won a major. Uh. And that all those other guys, you were the last of the five to win one. Yeah, I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I think most was probably, that preying on your mind at that uh, point. Yeah, of course. About you know, I, I don't know where the. Uh, you know the five came from but most probably when I won the major I most probably that's when the five started to come Maybe, you know? yeah. yeah so I yeah I was very proud of it yeah you know I'd like to have won more but I I don't know I messed about when we swing a little bit and I've said that how many times I wished I hadn't done it and I tried to don't know why I tried to change I, you know we're number one in the world and mm. You know, uh, people golfers do that. Though, they? Yeah, you know, seeing how we're, how hard Nick all the work. I think I just wanted to be a bit more consistent, mm -hmm. but I, I re didn't realize that. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a fiery person. It's like, you know, I've got to take with rough on the smooth. You know, some one weeks I'm going to play fantastic, and then other weeks I'm not going to play so good. Mm -hmm. And I think I try to be too consistent. Yeah. Well, y your temperament, you, since you bring it up, I mean. Uh, Pluses and minuses, I would have thought, with the way that, that my impression of you, anyway. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what's your well, take yeah, on that? You know, when you're little and small, you've got to be fiery because there's always people picking on you. Yeah. I've always said the bigger they are, the harder. Picked, I would have picked on well, you, never mind how tall you are. Well, the bigger they are, the smaller, yeah. harder they fall. That was always yeah. my attitude. But yeah, it, it, got me into, it got me in a lot of trouble a lot of times with temper. But, mm -hmm. And that's why I had to learn to to accept having bad shots and doing this right. You know, the great organ, he always said, well, he always used to sit, except for a bad shot. And the way I looked at it, and I'm thinking, well, most of the time I make four birdies around. Mm -hmm. It's more, sometimes less, sometimes more. And then I think if I hit a bad shot and I make a bogey, you know, I'm, I'm still having three birdies, four yeah. birdies. And then if I can save them somehow, yeah. 
You know, I only dropped it's two logic. shots. It's and it's logic, lo- yeah, it? it's, yeah, it's it's experience and learning just about yourself. These days, they have these psychologists telling them all this, but they're all like robots, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's turn to, um, you know, winning the Masters comes with a, a lot of great stuff, if you can call it that. Uh, one of the things is that you get to come back here every year. I mean, what's uh, what's your feeling when you, when, you, when you do come back? Well, yeah, it's fantastic to be able to come, you know, you work so hard to get it, and once you get, you know, you can, you're here, you're re- re- here for the rest of your life. Uh, so, I guess you're going to ask me. I mean, you know, three times I've decided not to play. Yeah, but well, yeah, I remember writing that story three times. Yeah. Well, she's had enough. I said. Well, I just wanted to be awkward. No, yeah. I, no, I, you know, I suffer from ankylosis spondylitis, yeah. and I've got to tell you, it's interesting. Like speaking to Bernard Langer yesterday, and I, he, it really kills him around here and I said well you've been taking carts lately he said no no I've been walking but I just find it very difficult around here say I know Tiger it kills Tiger as well and you know I'm fighting and fighting all the time with me back on this golf course and it's you know I played some good golf really but I just didn't I just didn't put very good but it's too physical for me and I'm so desperate to play but it you know I just yeah I could keep playing play two rounds I don't want to do that. I want to make the cut. You know, yeah. I want to put everything in them. And I decided that you know, I've had a, I had even had a back operation to try and to try and do yeah. it. Yeah. And then I did. I did finish my last one. And I had the operation. And I just it still wasn't good enough, and I just wasn't strong enough. Yeah, to I mean, it. I asked Marco Mira um, the same question on this podcast, and he um, he said he didn't want to be a ceremonial golfer. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be shooting seventy eights. And and I, I said, well, the other side of that argument, and I'll put it to you as well, is that. People just just want to see you play. Absolutely. You know, they don't they don't care what you're shooting. I you know? think you're right, but it, it, it's in, it's embarrassing for yourself. I get. So, that. By the way, seventy eight's not a bad score. No. <laughs> you know, uh, to me, if you want to start playing over eighty, that's a waste of time. But but uh, yeah, it, it, wouldn't it be fantastic if somehow the uh, a national golf club or the Masters come up with a theory with it that the past champions could play, and then like to say, there's fifteen of us or play for. Play at the front and play forward, and we go in front of the field every day and play. And the people want to see their heroes play, and that would be nice. And then the field plays out because it's only a small field. We could tee off at eight o'clock. I don't think they tee off to. No, yeah, because you'd be taken out of the field. Yeah, Yeah. and one thing about the older players, they play so quick. Yeah, we'd be round in three and a half hours. That's true. (laughs) Have you put that to them? You suggest no. No. But it would be a great. It would be yeah. really great if that it, happened. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, because yeah, they they kind of touch on it with the ceremonial driving off. But you know, yeah, we would get. Uh, you would get all. What's them buttons? And, you know, all the people would be moving out onto the course and get them in position because they'd be ready to watch yeah. you. Know? It, yeah. it would be quite exciting. I think you've got some. You're onto something there. Well, you're a press man. Well, I'll write it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, speak to your other press man. See what they think. Yeah, well, no, I'm not going to tell them. Oh, right. Well, an exclusive. <laughs> you can tell them after you've done it. Yeah, yeah, it's on print. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, that you tell me that the decision to actually finish was was a physical thing more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I would have kept going. Uh, yeah. You know, it might have fetched to an age like Sandy's yeah. finishing this yeah, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we played yesterday, and I mean. Is it too long for you now, really? Oh, listen, Sandy hit one of his best drives yesterday. He's, he's, he's hitting it a bit, little bit better yesterday, and he had to really go in up the 18th, and he, he had to he hit a, he had to hit a, and it wasn't even windy. Right. And we went off the right to the back. We were at the front of the back tee. Right. 
and it's got another 25 yards to go back it's probably and, and you know if, 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 if driving a three wood for me near enough yesterday what would he what did he hit he hit this rescue club and it just a went off drive. the back after a great drive he would barely got that up if he was on the back tee yeah yeah well since you Touching on distance, I mean, you you've um, you made a name for yourself recently in the certainly in the UK papers with uh, some comments on distance and the ball, uh, which I I know you think it's taken a wee bit further than it should have been what you said. But um, what's your feeling on um, where we are with the ball and the equipment and the rest of it? For me, you know, you can understand people getting fit to hit the ball further and further, you know, and uh, in a way, you know, if they're only going to do five percent. It's 15 yards. It's, it's it's nothing. No, you know it needs to be more than that. Yeah. But again, there's another way of looking at it. Why don't we sort of like sort of add the it make the ball? It's not it's no it's nothing wrong with it in the ball 350 yards. It is making the courses ridiculously yeah. yeah. want to make them 8,000 yards. But if you made a golf ball, let's say we made a golf ball, it's spun again mm. like a ball ballader, and you come in it with with 130 mile per hour. A club head speed and you get it wrong you're not going to see this go ball again it's going to be 150 yards offline yeah. and I think it would change the outlook of players playing mm-hmm. you know I can take a risk and yeah. go for it yeah. but I could actually really lose my and ball. that would affect the setup of the courses would set, the setup would be wrong the greens would have to be you would spin in the ball off the green you would start you move the ball better and it would be more exciting so it's one way of, of just changing the ball yeah, make it different. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, I start to sound like an old fuddy daddy. I know, but I think that the 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 era that I grew up watching, you when you were at your peak, that sort of time was the, that was the best golf. Yeah, I thought, and better to watch and maybe to play than it is now. It, it's it, the distance should be an advantage, but it's kind of disproportionate now. It's it's ridiculously out of you know whack. I think. Well, let's say, look, I'm 65 years of age and I'm still hitting the ball the same distance, which you shouldn't be. You know. And if I play with one of the young guys out there, they're actually physically a hundred yards past me. Mm-hmm. Well, ninety, eighty yards past me. Yeah. And it's just not that. Then they're going in. If let's say I'm going in with a five iron, they're going in with a seven iron. Mm. So it's two of the distances. Yeah. Yeah. How you know how how many yards should we going to? We're going to make eight thousand yard golf courses or more. Yeah. It's more land. It's more watering. It's you know, I can understand the manufacturers being upset at what's going to go on, mm-hmm. but I've, like I said in my article the other day, why don't we have clubs for for professionals? That's mm-hmm. what we're playing with. And the amateurs can play with whatever they like, yeah, yeah. and it would even it would even it up. We could actually play off the same tees. Yeah, well, I mean, I've said this, you know, on this podcast before. I mean, the, the dirty little secret of the game is that you know the vast majority of people have got terrible technique, mm. and it makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. If you've got bad technique, what equipment you're using? Yeah, because it, it's not going to help you. Your technique. Well, the thing is, you could have you could have a bad technique, but you could swing the club at 125 miles per hour, but yeah. it could go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, it, uh, I can understand that youngsters. It's a thrill to hit it 350 yeah, yards. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think you can stand behind a tee and and see somebody hit it 350 and, and know the difference between that and a. 290 no it's, it's, you're not going to know no you know. until you see like you like like yesterday I, I watched was, was Zara Torres is it hit three yeah. wood down the, yeah. down the 10th hole and right. I thought well he's he's running the edge of you know, he's going to kick left that go down yeah. well actually when he got down there because we're on the tee way and mm-hmm. he's carried over 
where he kicks left, and yeah. he said 340 yards. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, with the three wood. The three wood, and I'm yeah. thinking, my goodness gracious, you know. What I mean, as you say, it's going in the air. I thought, well, that's going, you know, it's going to go pitch 270 and go down there or something. But yeah. it's pitched like 300. <laughs> yeah, and he's not the longest. No, anyway. I know. It's yeah. Pre- yeah. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about this. Um, what, what do you make of the the state of the game at the moment at the top level? The live v the world, basically. What's what's your feeling about all that? Yeah, it's I, you know I've, I said so you, you can see guys go into the live if their sort of uh, careers easing off. Uh, I, I've you know they haven't got any world ranking points. I can't understand why they can't play four rounds. And somehow they have a qualification for it. Uh, I feel like they did that. It, what, what's the problem? It's, it would have it, more credibility, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think it, it is exactly. Mm. So just make it four rounds, and then I'll, then have a qualification if it's through, yeah. if it's through the Asian tour or whatever it is. Mm. Give the guys an option to get on it, mm-hmm. and and then you get your world ranking points. And uh, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's caused a hell of a. Yeah, well, it's, trouble. It, I mean, which is you know disappointing, but it was almost inevitable. And I, I think Greg Norman's presence, like it or not, is part of that issue because he rubs people up the wrong way and has done for a while. I've always been friendly with Greg. Yeah. You know, I'm seen much of him. Learning. This is what he wanted to do years ago, and he's obviously found the right backers for this. Yes, with a lot of money, and yeah. you know, it's. But you know, hopefully, in the end, golf will be the winner. That's all I can say, really. But you know, it's. And I do hope this end. It's interesting to see what the PGA Tour are doing now. All of a sudden, they're finding all this money, and you know, where is the European DP Tour going in this? Is this is this? You know, we get ten. We get ten spots to go off the European tournament. So we're losing our ten best players every year, mm-hmm. and I just don't know. It's. I, yeah, I mean, I, again, I made this point to to Marco Mira when we did the podcast with him is that the, when they introduced all these elevated events thing, um, there was nothing in Europe. I mean, it, it, the Scottish Open and Wentworth would have been the two obvious ones, but yeah. it, no, it, it, it's a terrible look. Mm. It, it just looks like the European tour is being pushed aside. You know, I agree. Yeah, and I'm not saying what 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 was going on with these new twenty tournaments or everything. So then, how many how many of our players get into that top? They don't get in it unless no. they're. It's going to be a hard road to the PGA Tour now for younger lads, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So like, you know, if the live come up with some different way that the European Tour players can get into that or whatever, you know, there's got to be something coming. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about this arbitration thing that's going to be coming up? I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the European Tour to lose it. <clears throat> well. You know. No, you know that. I, mean, I was in the Middle East. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. The, in the Middle East at the start of this year, Abu yeah. Dhabi, Dubai, and if you'd taken the live guys out of those fields, it, it was pretty thin. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, you guys are making so much money, and they put more pressure, more pressure to stay in America to play. So, what are all these other tournaments? What players are going to get? So, in a way, yeah, you're right. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. It, to say that it's a funny position to be in, yeah. you know. Well, I've gone past it, so <laughs> no, don't worry me too. Much. No, no, I, I understand, but you, you know, you're an informed observer. You I mean you, you? Yeah. Well, what would it have been like if you, you know, transport I, yourself back thirty years and? Well, it's uh, you know. Would you a, have gone? If I was playing for money, 
I mean, you, you certainly got to think about it. Yeah. You know, I've always said I always wanted to have the nice house and everything to go with it. Yes, yeah. I would have thought about it. Yeah. But then another thing, it was great. Tiger did an article saying, you know, you want to have you you're playing for history. Are you playing for history? History on the live tour, or are you playing history where all the majors and all the major tournaments are? You know. That's why I say if they get the four rounds and they get the world ranking points going, they get into the majors and they get into the whatever tournament and they start their own tour, or well, they have got their yeah. own tour. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've said this to Lee Westwood, to, you know, so I'm not talking out of school here. The, 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 my, if I'm typical, the, my biggest thing with the live thing is, the, or their biggest problem, people like me, is that I don't care. Uh, I'm not interested, really. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me who wins. Yeah. And that th- you know. Yeah. And that's the problem. You know, as you say, you mentioned the history aspect of it. That you know, there's nothing like that. I haven't even watched it yet. No, I so. mean neither. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, I didn't even know one. I think I've seen Brooks one, and so that he's obviously getting into some form. Yeah, we'll see how they perform mm-hmm. this way. I see, like, you know, they're all going to be on the 18th green. Yeah. If you know they're always going to stay around, and you know, yeah. someone says you only got to make the cut for us, but yeah. that's not a difference. The guys yeah. will just stay for another I mean, couple when, of days. When people hear this podcast, it'll all have been done and dusted. But the, yeah. it's going to be interesting from this angle Monday before the master starts as as to there's a bit of pressure on these guys, Cam Smith and because they're going to if they don't perform, it's going to be easy to say, well, you you've made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. What are I doing on Tuesday night? Now that's a question fire. Well, I, I'm getting to that. Believe me. <laughs> I, again, I, I talked to Marco Mira about this. I keep harping back to That'll that. Be but yeah, you can tell what, me what, what he said later. What do you think is it's going to be like? Well, it it will be quite interesting because obviously there's some neutrals in between. A lot of guys you're just observers of it, and yeah. it'll be interesting to see if there's anybody going to say it. It will be Phil Mickelson. Yeah, maybe. Phil always saying something. Right. And he can blubber on, yeah. And then you might have, a, then you know, like you've seen, Freddie was winding people up the other day. That was, yeah. It's going to be quiet. You know, how much are you going to pay me to put a little badge on to uh, yeah. video it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark's feeling on it was that um, again, this this will be all water under the bridge yeah. by ten people listening to this. But he thought that people would have too much respect for this place. They'll, they'll just keep quiet and you know absolutely I think yeah. they're that's what I said is anybody going to say anything? it will be Phil mm-hmm. and he'll be the one to disturb anything mm-hmm. or Gary Sergio no. and Sergio yeah. I just can't say as you, I think that's a good point of Marsh just said I think I have too much respect why do you want to fetch them issues yeah. into because you'd be the bad guy if, you, if you'd be the one to speak up oh absolutely yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say anything no no I mean the guy who I just did want to eat the, the steak yeah 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're looking forward to that yeah. I am I'm looking yeah. uh, it was last year it was brilliant because I waited for the Kobe steak last I, think I, right. I won't eat too much I'll yeah. wait for the Kobe yeah. I'm four little oh, slithers is that right I think I had a burger yeah. on the way home is that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you play, yeah I'll have to go to the outback yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what are these things like generally? I mean, it's the one thing that you know. You guys are the only ones in the room, and you know we, we only get snippets of what goes on. What, well, basically, yeah. it's the champions' dinner the, yeah. from last year, and the champions passed by. Then. But basically, we have a you know bit of bit of sushi, sashimi before we go in, and then basically we take a picture, and then the champion sits on the top on with the, the chairman and Ben Crenshaw. Mm. So Ben sits up there and. We have our starters, and then they sort of do a presentation of the the medal to to which will be to what's his first name? Uh, Scotty. Scotty, yeah. yeah. To Scotty, <laughs> yeah, I, can't, yeah, I, no, I, I think I'm losing everything. Yeah. To Scotty, and then he'll, and he'll do a speech. Ben and Ben 
Ben will do a speech right. yeah. if there's any changes going on. He goes on about a lot of history and everything, which Ben's really good at yes. that. And then we all just sit down and have something to eat and yeah. sign sign the order, uh, the menus yeah. all around. And, uh, do you sit in the same place every year? Not all the time, no. Oh. Move around a little bit. It'd be interesting right. where I'm going to sit this time. Who do you usually have? Uh, you sit with Sandy. I'll sit yeah. by Fuzzy. Right. Because Fuzzy's always great fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob Colby, Bob Goby next to me usually shouting down my ear. Yeah. <laughs> going on about it. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Uh, I, I don't know. Last year I sat with more of the South African boys, so that was right. quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'd then basically then. Chairman says, "Anybody want to say anything?" And we all tell a few jokes. Yeah. Have you what, uh, have you spoken up? What, give me an example. Have you no, done? I just said some dirty jokes. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> so nothing you can share. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. just no, nothing. Yeah, no, nothing gets said really. Yeah. How, how long does it usually last? Oh, two hours. Really? Yeah. 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 It's just basic, like typical pros just want to get out of there. We have some nice wines and everything. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. It's nice seeing everybody together. Ah, yeah. Is it nice coming back and, and not playing? I mean, what's that like compared with you know, no pressure? Obviously. Yeah, what's disappointing for me a little bit is that is if my family's not here, I haven't got any badges to take it really into the clubhouse. And I'm here, I've got my green jacket. It's another role I'd like to see maybe change or suggested that, you know, I think... The, the members of the club and the public like to see like me with the jacket and all the other players with the jacket but for me I find it uh, if I can't get anyone in the clubhouse to have dinner with and whatever it, I find it very difficult you know mm. I know I've got my DJs with me he's my manager yeah, yeah. you know and which he is my manager now isn't is he? he? yeah so he's helped me out as my manager and uh, and it's and it, it you know is it, yeah, but I, I don't want to hang around if I haven't got my friends yeah. here. So if a suggestion like, if we can't use our family tickets, can you give us some other tickets so we can fetch some friends in? Yeah. You know, I've got like Eric Erdier and David Nelson. Right. Yeah. You know, be yeah, nice. You've always been a social animal, of course. Yes, yes. exactly. I'd love mm. to be in green jacket sitting down down on the lawn there, waving, talking to people. Mm. But, you know, it's, you, you can't do that by yourself, really. No, no. no. Yeah. You want to have your friends around with you. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm. So, how many badges do players get? Well, you get your... Your family badges. Yeah. Uh, you get your family badges, which are, you know, and basically you get your son-in-law or daughter-in-law badges as well. So mm. I got four kids. Right. You don't even get don't get grandchildren. Really? Kids, no. Yeah. So it's just your immediate family. Yeah. So at the moment it's basically five tickets. Five. Yeah. Your wife and yeah four uh, two, your kids and their spouses. Yeah. 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 It's not many, is it? Really? No. It's like yeah. say like. Because I was hoping to tap you up for one next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you know if I could say to him, well I'll, you know if I'm not I'm not there not coming can I give you two of my Seasonal tickets. Yeah. Can you buy more? I mean, they're not expensive in terms of you know. No, you can't buy any more. No. They just say that's how many you get, and that's it. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's it's not mm. brilliant, is it? Really? You know. Well, not really. But you know, they've got you, you. Look, look. If you've got, if you've got ten kids, well, and they're all got spouses, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they that's can't it. have the grandchildren. They might have. Well, Gary's got like how many grandchildren? He's well, got like thirty grandchildren. <laughs> that's true. So, it's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, he's said some interesting things recently I mean, yes it's very interesting very yeah. uh, I don't know what's going on there you'll find out more tomorrow perhaps well uh, yeah I mean it, just, it made no sense to go public with some no. of that stuff I mean he was never going to look great doing it but no. yeah hey ho exactly it's just making him look the bad boy for yeah. some reason yeah. and yeah. Uh, that's, uh, you don't really want to have that yeah. Anyway, listen. I'm going to jump around a little bit here, but um, I don't want to. Go, this is old ground a bit. I think a bit people maybe not heard it. The the famous extra club in the bag 
story. Oh, yeah. I mean, how much do you still think, you know, sit over a pint and think, <laughs> you know, bloody hell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't think about no, it. No. And, it, 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 you know, when I, if I did think, I think it'd drive me nuts. But, yeah. you know, as I've always said, if is a big word, isn't it? If, you know, I'd just yeah. taken the lead. Aye. I was on form. Yeah, because you'd basically stiffed it off the tee. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, I'd, I'd won a major. It was pressure was off. Mm. I was all I was thinking about is winning. You know, it, it, it would have been prestigious for me to put the Open Championship on me, but it financially wouldn't have made any difference no. really. But so I was just free rolling, and you know, as soon as that happened, I uh, it took four few holes to get over it. Well, uh, yeah. I didn't really get over it, but no, did all right in the end. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and the, the unfortunate thing was, any other course but Lytham, you would have spotted it. Absolutely, I know. And uh, yeah, God, it's just a strange. I just tried another driver on the range, you know, metal yeah. shaft. Yeah. I was using a graphite shaft, yeah. and at the end of the day, I was only using it four times as well, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it'd be any Lytham uh, for people who don't know. It starts with a par three, yeah. so you weren't using the driver. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a mistake. It, you know, it's an easy mistake sometimes, but yeah. you know, it's uh, anyway. Bygones will be bygones, won't they? Yeah. So. Um, let me jump back to the Ryder Cup. Um, your captaincy uh, w- was clearly very successful, mm-hmm. um, albeit a terrible American team just between the two of us. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, and DJ, when I, I wrote the story um, in the World Golf Hall of Fame booklet thing when, when you yeah. got in uh, on, on you, and I spoke to DJ Russell for that, your, one of your closest friends, and he told me a story about you when he was in the cart with you and he, he sort of asked to be taken aside to a mm. bit away from everybody and, and you burst into tears. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What, tell us why. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like you, but it was obviously, a, you know, an emotional week. Yeah, it was an emotional week. Yeah. And then, you know, as you say, it wasn't the strongest American team, but you still know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I think it all started before it. I, you know, you must probably read the article what Oh, Thomas. the Thomas Beyond thing, yeah, yeah. And it, he didn't get picked for people who don't remember. Yeah, yeah. and he put a lot of pressure on me, mm-hmm. personally pressure, and that's what it was about. Right. Okay. It was all of a sudden we'd won, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot for whatever yeah. I was going to be. Well, I think DJ uh, was quite taken aback as well as he uh, knows you. Uh, you know, the, the one of the toughest. I think he's something. No, no, I'm very one, emotional person. Yeah, but he said one of the I'm toughest little guys now, I've know? ever known. Yeah. Just. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's like you're Welsh, you know. Yeah. Welsh people are emotional. Yeah, I, like I couldn't. It's almost like you know, when you all I could see was red, red. You know, I just yeah. I, it's almost like uh, it was all taking over. And yeah. I just you know, yeah. then, DJ, there's no way we can. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, it just wouldn't get through to me. Yeah, yeah. Has golf ever done that to you before? What? Uh, just spontaneously, you know, start to cry. Uh, coming up the 18th year, two years ago, yeah. Right when you yep. were done, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not not really, no. But that that's a different thing. That would be a slow, you know. Yeah, only it's a like, different kind of tears, isn't it? It's like winning the tournament. I don't think about it. all I'm thinking about is winning the next tournament. Yeah. So like Steve just said, you know, where they used to think, oh, I'm just playing golf to just do all right. And I mean, mm. where I was just, you know, how many tournaments are going to win? Yeah. It's like. Well, that's I, the mentality you've got. Yeah, I had a different mentality a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So the 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 captaincy. Um, what, what was your? Did you have any great theories on 
being a captain, having been in the team, you'd seen a few captains and yeah. how it was done, or, or and probably seen instances where it, you know, you don't want to do that, whatever it was. You know, well, I just wanted went down Tony Jacklin's way. I mm. thought he, you know, he was a fantastic captain, and he made everything feel personal. Mm. He, he made you feel so much of the team. Yeah. So that was the first thing I wanted to make sure we're playing. As I say, there was no you're all stallions. Yeah. There's no superstars in it. And that was my first words. You know, and something you can't and that's why, you know, you've got to be a great player to have that respect to say that for a start, you know what I mean? You well, know Well you would have that, you know, obviously. Yes, you know. It's a bit like Paul McGinley, he's won some tournaments but he had it's a different quality, you know what I mean? Yeah. He changed the way it was done a lot. And he changed where the way is that sort of methodically yeah. he changed it into a different way which was fantastic in yeah. a way yeah. well, we could do it the other way but and you know and as you say it, for me with the K club the way it was playing long mm, yeah, fairly yeah, and yeah. wet mm. is I had and I had my teams set up months and months yeah. before I was yeah. working it every day yeah. when in like you know, it was quite interesting Peter Baker was there as well and yeah. we're on mm. We uh, the teams came out. It was playing the first day, and I left four out. I want Luke Donald's one. I've left number number sort of like six in the world, number eleven. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, and they've come out and said to Biggs, they wanted to know why you when are they playing. Mm. <laughs> so I went on a buggy, went down. I think it was down on the eighth tee. It was. Yeah. And I said you'll be playing tomorrow. Yeah. You'll be playing in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. He said. Who are we playing with? Yeah. <laughs> Look, you're playing yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I went with pretty well the first day in the four balls, whatever, with length. Mm. Only the short, shortest person who, who, who was a Lazabel. Right, yeah. But I wanted him to play with Sergio. Yeah. You know, the Spanish and, yes. and the determination between oh, the two of them. It's yeah. just, yeah. you know, and which you know, we just got off to a flyer and it all rolled in from there, really, yeah. yeah. And you had the Darren Clark thing. Yeah, that was very how, how did you martial, handle that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for people who don't remember, um, right, Darren's yeah. wife had sadly died of cancer. Yeah, she had yeah. six months before that. So, and and when I rung up Darren, I said, "Look, when she passed, you were playing fantastic golf. Mm-hmm. I want you to play." Yeah. And he took a you know, week or so to answer me and he said, yeah. "Play," and it was very emotional. Yes. That's another time I cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about the that. first tee, I, I was there. It, that was oh, that was unbelievable. Un- Never yeah. seen anything like that. No. But when it, you know, it's amazing. We, if it had been ten minutes more early, he would have been the winner of the old match on that green. Yes. Yeah. And like, and obviously he's in tears and everything. And mm. I just said to him, "Look, destiny, mate. Mm. It was your destiny to." Yeah. To be part of this, yeah, I always thought Zach Johnson handled that really well. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he, he, pick it up. Yeah, he was still one of there. Yeah, yeah. He, he he had enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he could see. Well, Darren was having a hard time. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it going, you know, <laughs> at that point. Yeah, quite yeah. understandably. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Yeah, and you know, we could have played Darren every day, hmm. but I just felt it was too emotional. He played when, once every day, didn't he? Once every day, and yeah. I just didn't want to burn him out. Mm-hmm. For that last day, yeah. and so we made that decision to leave him out. Although he was playing good, yeah. yeah. Mm. Are you glad you did it in retrospect? Because uh, I mean, I think you you, you were kind of you, you're not the public speaking. I think was an issue for you, and that. Yeah, kind of I, just, I mean, I it must have been. Did, did you have to think about whether you wanted to do it? First day, no. I was on the first day when they got my phone call. I got 
the guy Sam had to help him through the speech. Oh, yeah, the Scottish uh, guy. The Scottish guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spoke to him, he came over, and, you know, he wrote what what they had, but I just cut it out. But he was very interesting where he says, like, you do you do a line and then you leave, like, ten dots. That means you stop. Yeah. And then you go the next. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you drop your notes on the floor, like a yeah, yeah, the Hall yeah. of Fame. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, I mean, again, I keep happening back to Marco Mira, but I think I think he knows he dodged a bullet not being captain that year because he was in contention. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. quite happy to leave it to Tom Lehman. Yeah, think. exactly. You know, yeah. And I knew it was, you know, I think that was because Tom is such a hard man as well. Not not, not no respect, he's in, in, in a fighting sort yeah, of. Yeah. And, he, he, you know, but the trouble is, you could see they were struggling. We're putting our teams in, we're our teams in, in mm-hmm. and they were. Asking for extra time, and that's that's a bad sign. That means you've got your other players are trying to trying to persuade you to do this or do that. And, you know, it's, you're the captain. Yeah. You know, um, you're playing a bit of senior golf these yeah. days. Obviously, um, do you like me? Yeah, I fear for the future, the long term future of the senior tour because they make so much money now that a lot of them are not going to have the motivation to play when they get to the. 50s and whatnot. You know. There you go. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a bit different in in Europe because you know the I feel sorry for the guys in in Europe because there's no pension schemes or anything, and the mm. guys who've sort of made the tour, not the guys, not the me, but the guys who've been part of that tour on the Euro- European Senior Tour now, we've put 40 years into being a professional golfer, and you know we're playing for. 300,000 euros I think there's some money coming in mm-hmm. from the tour at last and we got uh, we got uh, Stayshore Ryan's put money into it but it's you know it's it's pro-ams all the time it's the only way we can raise the money yeah. and you know you see the amount of money they're playing on the main tours and this is what we've got it, and you know, who, who, these guys are not going to go and play for no no they're not but the, the trouble is what are you going to do when you get to 50 well yeah in, uh, yeah, what, guy, do, what do pro golfers do exactly? They, well, they if play you, golf. Well, if you're not <laughs> into sort, yes, exactly. Yeah. For me, for me, I love playing with my mates. Yeah, and playing, and that's what keeps me going. Yeah, I know you did that to me before. It's, yeah. it's, it's there's a social aspect yeah, for you because you've made your money. You're, you're not really worried about the money. I go, to, I go to the seniors and I go there for fun. Yeah, the trouble is sometimes I have too much. I'm yeah. having too much fun. Yeah, well, so then yeah. you know, then you know, you don't really play your best, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I mean, you, you mentioned that. I mean, and it's uh, you know, I've, you and I have talked about it before. I mean, it, it, is your 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 social life, if we can put it that way, do you think that hurt you or hindered you, or did it make no difference because that was you? you that know? was me, wasn't yeah, it? Uh, yeah. You know, the question is, if I was playing in this era, would I do what they're doing? Mm. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. If I wanted to be the best in the world, yeah. I'd have to change. Mm. And when we were playing, you know, I could get away with it. You know, I was a very lucky person when I could have a few drinks and it didn't really affect me. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I can only, my dad always used to say, but, you know, he would I'd get a right bollocking off him. You know, a fit body's a fit mind. So I think I had a reasonably, hello, yeah. you know, it's always chunky. Yeah. I was always re- really reasonably fit, golf fitness yes. I was, yeah. yeah. But it was always strong. Well. And it was always the 12 hour rule for me. Which was? You can't have a drink. Within twelve hours Five of off. playing off, yeah. Right. Okay. So that's, you can yeah. much as you like, but then you go. Yeah, got that's, that's a pretty good way of talking. Yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same. But Unless I, you missed a cut. I used to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I used to just shake my head because I said, "Well, that that's 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 what he does." Yeah. You know, I don't think it's it was ever going to 
did it ever you know did you ever make a mistake and have too much and, and feel bad and, or did you oh, blow a tournament no. because you weren't sober or, or sober enough or, well the you know, first tournament we won yeah. Swiss Open I said I've never heard you say that so I, I can so in 1982 DJ's son was born Christopher right on the Saturday night so we went out of right sure but celebrate and I won the next day yeah <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, I mean it's 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 horses for courses and things yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, like somebody got the rider cup, you don't do that. You know, I remember Sevy saying to me, you know, you can't just gotta stop drinking. I said, Sevy, if I stop you know, I'm only having two or three beers. It's yeah. not like I'm having ten beers. Yeah. I mean if I, I was got, your captain, I said, Woozy, just do what you normally do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the same for if you don't drink, you don't have to drink. If you drink now do what you do exactly what you do every single week you play and yeah. You know, that's that's what yeah, I did. You really. treat it as something different and special. Mm. You 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 won't perform exactly. Nothing. Yeah, and that's what happened. A lot of major people, people like Jackie says, are the easiest tournaments to win because everybody's trying to do. Oh, I've got to do this. Yeah. I've got to do that. I got to chip I more. I got to. I know. And that's when it, you make you put pressure on yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last question is um, again. This will come out after the Masters. But what are you most looking forward to this week? <laughs> Champions dinner. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I hear the uh, well. I heard the weather. Well, I can't it's really say. Great, the weather's going to be Saturday shocking. Weekend, yeah. Great. So let's say that the weather was crap. <laughs> and, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to the old tournament to see who wins. Course is in great nick. Was playing pretty slow yesterday. Playing long, but doesn't mean much green was, doesn't mean nothing. Do whatever they like. But you know, I think that could be in a way. Where this weather could be playing into into Rory's hands, I think I'd like to see Rory win. He's the best, Rory, from, yeah. from a journalist's point of view. I think it would be nice to see him. I can't. I don't see why he can't. It's you know when I played this course first time. Oh, this is if I'm going to win a major, this is where I win. It's a nice big eye draw, boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, in a lot of ways, it's made from mm. the. The only question might have been did he pop well enough to to do it? Yeah. You know. Well, and that's one thing when it, and it's wet mm. and he hits it a long way yeah. and the ball's stopping on the greens. He's going in with short hands, mm. and he's a good enough player to put the ball in the right position. I think it, when I won, I was probably one of the worst ever puts won the tournament. What the putt you hit? I mean, um, the amount oh, of putts. I see, right, right, right. The number of putts. Like I remember, but let's say average 30, thirty-two around whatever it was. Yeah, right. Because I had I hit a lot of greens, mm-hmm. and I put the ball in the right position. Yeah, so yeah. if you can get the ball in the right position, it's funny. You either get a guy who's like a Lazabel Yas, that's brilliant, Ben Crenshaw, up and down. Yeah. It's it's strange this course. You guys are either you know, look look at last year. It was incredible. Mm. The guys all in the putts after putts after. Yeah, putts. Right. Oh, I was like I was really jealous. Yeah, really jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you the story about. It. I've just got a, a, a speech here yesterday. I said what. What, yeah. uh, what what's your sand down? I hear it's four degrees bounce on it. He said, yeah, but it's less than that. And he says, you know, he said, I've just changed my sand down. You can have mine. So I've got his sand yeah, down. So sand I, yeah. I don't think I've got a chip like him. No, no. no. well, you'd do well if you did. <laughs> I would do. Yeah. I, might, I might even play again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Amy, hopefully your your prediction on Rory will, um, when people listen to this, they'll be either thinking, well, Ian Wisdom really knows what he's talking about, or, my right, goodness, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Not seeing you on the game of golf. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Anyway, Ian, thank you for your time. Not uh, a problem. enjoyable as ever. Um, always fun to talk to you, and thanks again. All right, mate. Cheers. Cheers. What a privilege it is to get an insight into the minds of some of these great champions and their memories of one of the game's great cathedrals. And doesn't it just whet the appetite for the weekend of golf ahead?
Now, next week, we resume normal programming when Huggy, still in the driver's seat, sits down for a really fascinating interview with long-time sort of adversary and former secretary of the RNA, Peter Dawson. Well, golf is a very difficult game to dominate because the nature of the sport, it's not like a 100-metre swim or 200-metre swim where the fastest swimmer nine times out of ten wins. Uh, golf isn't like that. And, if you, uh, and that's what makes Tiger so extraordinary. His win percentage was something like 30%, wasn't it? Uh, and that's extraordinary in golf. That's a peek behind the curtain of one of the game's most important institutions next time on The Thing About Golf.